Bailey, you're having Captain Crunch. No, I'm having Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> well, Wally, it's Cap'n. It's Cap'n Crunch. Cap'n. Cap'n. C-A-P apostrophe. Oh. <laughs> C-A-P apostrophe N. Cap'n Crunch. Do you actually eat that? I have. I've eaten pounds of it in my youth. <laughs> It's kind of funny because, you know, my father would never buy junk food for us except for the cereal. And maybe cereals at the time weren't considered junk food, but like he would never buy can like bags of candy and stuff and donuts and, you know, but we always had like Captain Crunch and Cocoa Puffs. And did he secretly eat it at night? I don't think he did. He was pretty good with that stuff when he was younger. Now that he's older, he's like a sugar fiend. He puts like yeah. a tablespoon of sugar in his coffee and, you know. That's not too sweet for you, Bailey? Lucky Charms? Oh, it's totally. It's awful. But, you know, every now and then it's just kind of a wow. a weird little treat. <laughs> yeah. See, I think I'm at the age where I can't do sweet like that anymore. Yeah. I, I mean, it's literally off-putting. It. I wish. Jerry Seinfeld said the best cereal is Raisin Bran Crunch. Does it have little granola clusters in it or something? Yeah, something like that. Some kind of sweet little crunchy things. Mm -hmm. He's not my go-to for advice like that, you know. Just so you know. <laughs> well, he knows cereal. Yeah, Jerry Seinfeld knows cereal. <laughs> that was his shtick, though, on his show, wasn't it? Oh, that's right. He had the boxes of cereal. Yeah, he always had cereal. Yeah, he's a cereal expert. Yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of sugar, I it was really funny. We're doing this project at work, right? We we do an annual rep annual report that we send out to peer schools, to the deans of peer schools, because the way that we're ranked is purely on reputation. So the more they know about you, the better, right? So we decided this year to send out sponge candy because that's a buffalo thing. Mm -hmm. So when I went to order the sponge candy, I was talking to the woman. Um, it's called Fowler's Chocolates. It's one of the good chocolate places around here, right? So I said, oh, my God, how can you even work there? And she said, you know, I don't crave sugar, blah, blah, blah. And that led into this whole conversation about nutrition. And she totally inspired me to really cut back on my sugar because I know like lately the past few months it's like three times a day I'm having sugar probably adding like six or seven hundred calories of sugar every single day to my diet you know and also I'm getting I'm getting migraines from chocolate and wow so I got to give it up what are you eating what am I eating in place of sugar or what was yeah what's the uh, your sugar problem wine <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the well, I don't know what you mean what's my sugar problem well, you said you, you got to cut back on your sugar. Yeah. Yeah. So what is what is it that you're eating during the day? That Oh, well, like, um, you know, in my desk drawer, I have, a, like, I usually have three pounds of Getsy's caramels, mm. caramel creams, you know, and I'll yeah. have those a couple of times a day. And then I always have a dessert and, you know, just, it's just, I just have too much sugar. Yeah. And again, yeah. like the whole chocolate thing, a couple of nights week or so ago, I had chocolate, a lot of chocolate on two nights and the next morning I woke up with a huge headache. And then I found out that chocolate is something like the number one trigger food hmm. for migraines. You had a chocolate hangover, kind of. Yeah. yeah. And you know, I feel like, and, and sugar causes inflammation too, right? So I feel like it, my joints hurt. And then this woman also told me, cause she's done, a, you know, she's not a scientist or anything. So Maybe what she told me is completely bullshit. I don't know. But she said um, that cholesterol, you know, when you get a high cholesterol, cholesterol is just caused by inflammation. 
And sugar is one of the things that can cause inflammation, right? So a couple of times in the past few years, my doctor has said that my bad cholesterol is on the higher side. And I couldn't figure out because I don't eat fried foods. Mm -hmm. I don't eat, you know, like mayo and sour cream because my stomach can't tolerate that stuff, right? Like I don't eat garbage like that, but I eat a ton of sugar. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, sugar is in everything, too. Right. Yes. And I, so I need to be a little more careful about that. Although I tend not to, you know, I tend to mostly not eat processed foods, you know, but, um, yeah, no, you're for sure. Like I looked on, sometimes I'll take a can of soup to lunch, you know, something just quick to grab. And I looked at this one soup that I have and it was like at least three grams of added sugar per serving. And I always eat the can, of course. So I'm getting six grams of added sugar there. So that's a bowl of cereal. Yeah. Yeah. Lucky charms. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I feel terrible when I overdose on sugar. It really hits me. It didn't used to, but now it yeah. does. Yeah. Alcohol too. Yeah. Can't drink anything. Oh. Yeah. I can't either. That that happened in my late twenties. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I remember the night that it happened. I'm sure I told this story before, so stop me if you have heard it. That uh, you know, in grad school I had a Christmas party and at that Christmas party I mixed mixed some beverages, you know, mm-hmm. and which is a big mistake. And so mm-hmm. I was, I was vomiting the whole night. Mm. And the next morning I was supposed to finish grading my papers because I was a teaching assistant, finish grading my papers and get them in for their final grades. And I was so hungover, I had to call a cab to bring the grades in and I'm sitting there grading stuff <laughs> hungover. And then that was like the beginning of the end. Yeah. I just couldn't do it anymore. You don't drink at all now? I have one drink sometimes. Yeah. But anything more than that will, the only thing I can have like more than one of is champagne Mm. or some sparkly beverage. And maybe that has to do with the carbonation or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like two drinks will kill me. Mm -hmm. Mm. How about you, Bailey? Oh, I like to have a little something. (laughs) (laughs) I like to have a glass of wine with my dinner, you know. A glass of wine, I think I can handle that. But after a glass and a half, it hits me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a drag because the only thing left is weed, really. Well, I I got in trouble with weed. Did you back in my in my twenties? Yeah, I I got there was a couple times where I wasn't necessarily smoking a lot, but I passed out. Oh, I like fell, I fell forward. Wow, broke my glasses. And really? Like, you know what? I think I better stay away from that. Yeah, it was just not a yeah. So I started to just totally back off of it so was it a special strain or something <laughs> it could have been it could have been but it was enough yeah. to just tell me you know what let's just let's just dabble here and there mm-hmm. let's not get too uh yeah. it wasn't an overdose i don't I mean, per se i don't know how do you overdose can you overdose and uh, i don't yeah i don't know well you know yeah i guess you could I, I don't know if an overdose would actually would it cause death no i don't that's another thing we need to look up we can just say yes. Yeah, right. It causes death. Everything we say is wrong. It is true. I mean, I think you can you can you can sit in a comatose like state. The you know when you've smoked too much. So well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've been there. Um, well, what's kind of funny is you know, like I have like one of the little pens and I have edibles, right? But you know, I still take a low dose of Zoloft for my 
uh, irritable bowel syndrome, <laughs> TMI. And so, you know, I take that at night. And if I take an edible at night, I found out. And I didn't know this until I did it one night. Like when I woke up, I was like all dizzy. And I was like, what the hell? And I heard that if you do edibles with, um, you know, with an antidepressant that you can get, it's it's not a great interaction. So uh, either I have to smoke it or I have to do it in the morning. <laughs> before I take my soul. <laughs> and I'm not averse to that. <laughs> you said the on this on the podcast that you you did a bunch of gummies or something and you were you took a little and it you didn't feel anything, you took a little more and you didn't feel anything and then then it hit you for hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It was great. I'm sure I told the the story where the only two times in my life I was, I tried weed and both times I felt like I weighed a thousand pounds. It was just completely, yeah, almost comatose. It <laughs> felt awful. So then I stopped. I never did it again. Oh, see, I like that feeling. I know people that smoke every day. It's just it's part of their. It's like brushing their right. teeth. You know, it's just part of their. It's part of their ritual, their routine. Yeah, it's like brushing their teeth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah, well, drinking too. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's what they rinse with. Right. <laughs> I know, gross. <laughs> so, so how about tattoos? I don't know why I made that connection, but... Because you have to be drunk when you get one, or... Yeah, something like that. Sailor? Yeah. But do you have tattoos? No. No. I have one. You have one. I do have one. Some kind of little symbolic thing. Yeah. When I watch my YouTube videos, every single person has tattoos. I don't know if it's a generation or two generations or what. I mean, that really yeah. became the thing. And I think it's tapered off a little bit. But Maybe. I, I don't know, though. I mean... I've been to a couple weddings in September. And both of the couples getting married were in their late 20s. And so many of the guests and the people in the wedding party, you know, their age, all had something mm -hmm. here or there. And, of course, everyone's wearing dresses where they're you know, with the straps, and so you can see everyone's tattoos, all these women. And See, I don't think that looks that good. I don't really, I don't either. <laughs> Never liked it. I mean, mine is on my back, like behind my shoulder, and, you know, unless I have a bathing mm -hmm. suit on pretty much, no one's going to see it. Mm -hmm. You know what I've noticed, though, in different places, like I, I noticed this a few years ago in Montreal, not a lot of tattoos around. And then in Europe, too, not mm. a lot of tattoos around. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just yeah, an American thing. If it passed or... I don't know. Yeah. But everybody had one for a while. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's passed. Yeah. I mean, I still notice a lot of people with them. Yeah, me too. Although not, I haven't looked at the youth, you know. Well, what about Luis's friends? Uh, you know, Luis doesn't have any, and I don't think any of his friends did. And now I don't know, mm -hmm. you know, if they do or not. He'll probably come back with a, like a matador on his shoulder or <laughs> right. something. Yeah, yeah. Real Madrid logo. <laughs> God. How are things in Spain? Oh, God. Uh-oh. Yeah, we had a little come-to-Jesus talk last week because mm. things keep happening when he's alone on the street at 3 or 4 a.m. They go out, and, you know, they go out late anyway, right? So it's like we used to do in Buffalo because the bars were open until 4, so we used to go out at midnight all the time. Right. And that's what they do, too, you know, although he says it's like even 1 o'clock, whatever. So it's not unusual for them to be coming home at three or four in the morning. But the friends that he goes out with, they all go to the dorms and he hasn't, mm -hmm. you know, is in his, this apartment. So it's in a different way. Right. So 
The first time he was alone was the time I think I mentioned he fell asleep on a bench, he said, and mm-hmm. someone stole his phone, right? Then the second time, he um, was just walking down the street with his AirPods in, and some guys were walking by, and like one of them tackled him wow. to the ground. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I mean, and Luis, luckily, his boxing came in handy because he punched the guy in the face and was like, what are you doing? Get off me. And that was it. They left him alone. So, I, you know, who knows what, you know, maybe they were like partiers in the street and they were just whatever. And then last week he called, he texts me in the middle of his night. Oh, the police hustled me again. They just don't like brown people here. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hmm. Oh, boy. So apparently a couple of times when he's been on a scooter again in the middle of the night, right? The cops have stopped him and asked for ID. So, first of all, and he's telling me that they're racist there. Now, I've heard Spanish cops you don't want to mess with. And he says that they are racist there, that they stop people who are dark, who might be from, like, Morocco or Saudi Arabia or whatever, right? And he Mm -hmm. says he fits that profile. But even if that's true, and maybe it is. Like, first of all, I've told you a million times now, take a cab home. I will fucking pay for it. Two, if it is racist, what are you doing alone on the street on a scooter? (laughs) In the middle of the night. And and he said, well, you know, uh, if I was on Grand Via, which is the main road, they wouldn't have stopped me. But I was taking shortcuts. I'm like, okay, so 4 a.m. scooter shortcut, maybe through some alleys or maybe, you know, <laughs> none of these things sound good to me. Right. And I just, you know, he was like, well, I, I'm really tired. I got to go. to." I said, yeah, go to sleep. And the next day I was like, call me as soon as you can. And I was just like, all right, maybe you're not ready to be on your own. Because if you don't get what's happening by this point, Mm -hmm. what the fuck? And, you know, we had this very long conversation and, you know, he said I was overreacting and blah, 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 you know, whatever. And I said, I just don't feel, I don't, I'm scared for you when I go to sleep. Like, what are you going to tell me next? You know? Mm -hmm. And he also said when they asked for his ID, I said, well, what ID did you give them? I gave them my Nexus card. Well, first of all, I don't even know if the Spanish police know what a Nexus card is. That is for North America. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they've seen one before. But I said, well, why didn't you give them your student ID? Well, I haven't got it yet. What is that? The, a Nexus card? Yeah. It's the card that um, lets you, like, they have special lanes um, going into Canada for sure. I don't know if, Me- I, I suspect Mexico too, because it's Canada and U.S. and Mexico. Um, it lets you go through a special lane because, you know, you have to go through a whole check and you have to go for an interview and you get vetted and then it gets you pre-checked too. You know, that's another thing. Oh, okay. that, like, I never heard the, of it. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and like the best thing is like when we came back, when I came back from Spain and then when we came back from Mexico once, there's this huge line of customs and you just flash them your Nexus card and you just go through. It's great. Mm. So that's the card that he gave them and he hasn't got his student ID yet. And I was just like, okay, if you don't, if I don't see proof that you have gone to get your student ID by the end of this week, I'm cutting you off. I'm going to give you X amount of money per week until you get it. Does he have a driver's license? Uh, he has a permit, but I don't, you know, like, why would they give a shit about that either, right? I mean, I, yes, it's an ID, but um, the thing is, I mean, it's Spain. So that doesn't show that he's a student there, right? It just it could just show that he's a tourist acting like an asshole. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know what he was doing, right. you know, but the middle of the night on a scooter in back back alleys, you know. Yeah, I'm with I'm with you. Yeah. I would scare he the said living daylights out. And of he said there were seven cops there. Wow. Yeah. 
Well, how much drinking is involved in the late night? Well, I don't see. I don't know. The thing is, what I've heard there, I know that they drink. But what I've heard there is that they don't go out to just get blasted. It's a different mm -hmm. kind of culture, you know. But I'm sure he's had a couple of drinks. Yeah. Maybe it's more a weaving scooter than dark skin. Could be. Yeah. Could be. You don't, you know, I don't know that. Are they going out to um, a club, a bar? Are they hanging outside or? No, they know? go to clubs and bars. Yeah. That's, you know, that's, again, that's the whole culture. You know, when mm -hmm. I was there, you could just see all these kids hanging out downtown and, and actually people of every age, really, you know, it was, it's a real, I mean, it's a really social, mm -hmm. social area. And, you know, I didn't hear any responses that I liked on our conversation, but then later on he texted me and he said, I know I am the most illogical and defensive person in the world. And I know you're just trying to keep me safe. So, you know, I know I, I knew he heard me because that's how he how he does it. He can't respond in the moment, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah, that, that would make me very, very, very nervous. Yeah. Being in a city you don't know. You haven't been very, very long. And if you think they're targeting you because of your skin color, then Don't maybe make... you should go. Maybe you should go home a little earlier and and go on the Grand V. Yeah, either that or um, take a cab. Right, take a cab. I told him I would pay for it, and so uh, apparently he has started doing that. So that's good news. And he's got, but I, he's just got to do it all the time. I'm like, Luis, these three things have happened when you're alone on the street at night. How many more things have to happen when you're on the street alone at night? before you learn. Now, you know, I've told the story to a couple of people and, and everyone is like, you know, it would not make me happy either, but he's 18 and he's never done this before. You know what I mean? Right. Like here he had friends, but they didn't go out a ton, you know, it just that weren't, they weren't the kind of friends that he had here, you know, and then they had like basically two years of COVID doing nothing. So mm -hmm. he never really did any of this. It's a, right. It's a classic freshman thing no matter where you are yeah what country what college he's what... feeling his oats yeah yes it could happen anywhere absolutely yeah and how's school going <laughs> no i can see his grades and it ain't going so that's no surprise i've talked to you before about right you right. know he's not a student at all and he's taking stuff that he doesn't like but you know what that that is totally on him like Right. You know, he's got a scholarship, and if you don't keep up a certain grade point average, after a year they reevaluate re it, mm -hmm. and who knows what could happen. You know, if he doesn't doesn't want to stay in school, find something Absolutely. that you really want to do. Absolutely. I mean, what he really wants to do is box. That's what he really wants to do. You know, he's got a trainer there now, and he really likes his trainer. And right. and this trainer does, like, some things that his other trainer didn't do much, you know. And right. and there's this old guy at the at the club where he goes now, and he said he's, like, 90 years old, and he sits there in a folding chair. And, <laughs> like, when Luis is on the speed bag, he'll go, like, vamos, vamos. <laughs> and then Luis said that he found out that this guy used to train some, you know, well-known Spanish boxers, you know. So that's kind of – that's I mean, I am totally – Yes, it'd be nice if he never broke his nose or got a concussion or anything, but he really loves that, and I'm glad he's sticking with it, and it's very good for him in general. It's, you know, so, so. it's really good for them for the, to have something they really like and are success, and successful at. He loves it's it. A real, it's a real confidence booster. That's what he said, too, yeah. You know, it's like the only thing I'm good at. But it's like you're 18. You don't know what you're good at yet, you know? Right. You really don't. Who did? Well, there I guess there are some people who did know, but... Yeah. yeah, I was thinking about uh, on the news the Korea stuff, and I thought I'm glad Louis didn't go to 
Korea, you'd been freaking out. Yeah. yeah. Between the missiles and the... No, that was one yeah. of the things that made me freak mm-hmm. out possibly more than I would have because I was just reading a New York Times article about these parents who got a call for their son who was American, you know, their son who had been killed. And I was like, fuck. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You totally went there in your head. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That was crazy. Yeah. yeah, he's going to run with the bulls, you know. Right. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and let's add bulls to the mix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's probably going to ride his scooter. With the bulls, right? Not running. But That's scootering. the thing now. Scootering with the bulls. <laughs> He'll start it. He should start it. I was reading a thing about how that happened. They said that, you know, it's it's nothing to do with a stampede or anything. It's when you have a tightly packed group of people and people on the edges start to move. It sends ripples into the middle that become magnified as they go toward the center. I was going to say it's physics, isn't it? Yeah. It's physics. Yeah. It doesn't have to be out of control or anything. It's just people standing there and enough people try to push their way in. And then you can't, you literally. So it's like like a friction kind of thing? It's like a wave, right? A sine wave or something. Yeah. Yeah. I was in a crowd once where I got literally lifted off my feet and couldn't, you know, couldn't move. And it was starting to feel like... Where were you? I know it wasn't a concert. (laughs) uh, Watkins Glen at the Grand Prix. Mm. I, at that point, decided I really have to find my way out of this because it was completely out of control and I could... You felt it. You could feel that. Yeah, Yeah, I could feel... It was out of control. It was out of control and people were just pushing. And then when you're... When you can't even get your feet down to move, I could understand, you know, what happened there. But it's a strange physical phenomenon that... Mm -hmm. So between that and and the missile yeah. barrages going back and forth, I thought Grace would be freaking yeah. out. Yeah, right. <laughs> missiles. That's one of the things you have to worry about with your college student right. missiles. You know, holy. Of course, shit. that could be a problem for us too. Yes, but, that's true. Uh, How did you get out of that crowd, Wally? I just, you know, finally got the feet down and mm. just kind of ease your way out toward the edge and just keep working uh-huh. past people, but. It was crazy. It was I never experienced anything yeah. like that before or since. Yeah, I don't like crowds at all in general. Me too. I stay I really stay not because of that, just because I you know I hate that. I don't like it weaving back and forth. I hate too many people in any situation, waiting in line or <laughs> even in the grocery store. Yeah. Well, that is so. a tough that is a tough thing with like different cultures, right? I mean, the personal space is different. Like when you go into Chinatown in any city. Definitely, there's that personal space thing Mm -hmm. where it's different, you know, and in Spain, it's different, too. I felt it. You know, it's just there's less personal space, Mm -hmm. you know, no one cares about it except for the people who are used to Mm -hmm. a lot of personal space, you know. When I go down in the city and I'm, you know, in a certain part of Manhattan and everyone's going to work and stores and stuff and you're, you're literally weaving in and out on the sidewalk and it's just people coming at you yeah. and I think, I really want to go home. I mean, I love it, but I need to be like a different part of town where there's just yeah, for a lot sure. fewer people. Right. I don't get a charge out of that anymore. Well, should we do a kicker or my phone is still on? What's the kicker? We didn't get a kicker. Next but... week. More death. I wish we could take phone calls from our listener. (laughs) Boy, think of the technical problems we'd have then. Uh.